0: That's Breathe. Maybe you should drop dead, you selfish cunt. You ever think about your kids? Or your grandkids? Huh? Sucking up their inheritance through that fucked oxygen tube? And Benny's fucked intensive care? You fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I I should, I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both! You're the fucking reason this country's going down the drain!
1: Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And uh, today, we'll be catching up on Cage. Uh, Cage,
0: Cage. Cage,
2: get in the
1: cage. Uh, So for this episode, uh, I got to select the movie. uh, And in this case, I decided to have Kyle catch up on the bad lieutenant... Port of Call, New Orleans. Um, It is a Werner Herzog film from 2009. And part of the reason I picked this movie for Kyle is that A, he hadn't seen it, as I've noticed a lot of my friends haven't seen it, and I feel a lot of my friends need to see it. And uh, B, like the more I started thinking about it, and actually it was kind of funny, because this was after I picked the movie, um, I started to realize there are a lot of components to this film that Kyle would absolutely adore, just on paper, without even having seen the film. And a lot of that has to do with the cast. Yes. Yeah, there are a lot of familiar faces in this movie that uh, Kyle, in particular, I think would appreciate more than most folks. Uh, So this film is, I guess you'd call it like a sequel in name only to a 1992 film. uh, uh, It's a Harvey Keitel film just called Bad Lieutenant. Uh, that film is f- supposed to be fucking just filthy and awful. <laughs> um, it has a very uh, messy reputation among film critics and stuff. Um, but this film, I, I'm not entirely sure why they put the Bad Lieutenant uh, branding on it. Uh, but apparently, Werner Herzog has gone on record saying it's it's not meant to have any connection to the Harvey Keitel film. So That's supposed to be two completely separate. Products. That's concerning, because I
0: know that this, this movie has nothing to do... Uh, he says that he didn't, wa- he, had, he never watched the original Bad Lieutenant. So he may have just made a movie, and they were like, this is fucked up. Um, <laughs> this, maybe we should just... It's kind of like that Bad Lieutenant movie. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. We'll just call it like an a unofficial sequel to it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know where the branding came from, who, who made that call. But like, like you had said, um, apparently Werner Herzog had not seen the original, and at some point it was just titled The Bad Lieutenant Board of Call New Orleans. Um, that being said, uh, it is catching up on Cage Month, and mm-hmm. uh, sure enough, Nicolas Cage headlines the cast. Uh, so, you want to get right to the movie, Kyle? Yeah, um, I just want to go on record real quick
0: and say that this is probably one of my new favorite Nick Cage performances. Um, this movie was a, well, a lot of fun for me, um, and it is uh, it is a great Nick Cage. We were talking before about um, how you need like Nick Cage has a lot of energy, and you need to be able to channel that energy into a performance. Otherwise, it's kind of stupid. This is that performance.
1: Like this is. This is utilizing Nick Cage perfectly, I think. Um, Yeah, um, he's given a lot of creative leeway with the character. Thank God. Man, he makes a performance out of this. And this is, I've used this term before, but I call this a complete performance in the the sense that it's like mind, body, spirit. So he has physicality in his performance. He has a, a little bit of an affectation on his voice. He has all sorts of quirks. He has... Nick Ka- Cageian tirades. <laughs> um, this is this is like the consummate Nick Cage performance, if you ask me. I mean, it's late in his career, but it's a good example of, like you said, what 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 you do with your cage. This is what you do. <laughs> now, this
0: is actually my first Werner Herzog film. Um, Aguirre: The Wrath of God has been on my on my radar for a very long time, um, just because that's of, the
1: one where they move the boat, right?
0: No, that is Fitz uh, Fitzcarraldo. Um no both have uh, Klaus Kinski but uh, Aguirre the Wrath of God has been on my radar because I've heard that Klaus Kinski was a terror on that set um <laughs> and I think it's like his second most famous film but uh yeah I just haven't really gotten around to
1: any uh Herzog but uh it's kind of funny cuz um I wanted to say that I hadn't seen any uh, Werner Herzog movies either uh however uh, You've Grizzly seen Jack- man Oh okay I was going to say uh, Jack Gr- Reacher e- 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 yeah, uh, he's he plays the villain or one of the villains in Jack Reacher, um, which is how I know what he sounds like. Um, I think you had told me about that famous incident where he uh, ate his, ate his own shoe because he made a bet with someone or something. Hmm. Oh no! Uh, apparently, that's a famous thing that happened. Uh, he made a bet with a friend and ended up like eating a shoe, and I think he filmed it. <laughs> Um, but he has a. Like Andy Warhol very, eating the cheeseburger, <laughs> except it's Werner Herzog with a shoe. Oh yeah, uh, it needs to be said if uh, if any uh, Werner Herzog impressions come up during this uh, podcast, um, I only know what he sounds like because I've seen Jack Reacher, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of sad. <laughs> but um, yeah, the only other movie of his I've actually seen is uh, Grizzly Man, which is just a documentary. Um, a very good one, if you ask me.
0: I talked with Trevor before we, we start this. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, please don't listen to this yet. Go and watch the movie. I think because it's a lot of fun, and we're gonna. I'm gonna try to keep some of the juicy bits out of here, as difficult as that <laughs> may be. Choice words. Joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: gross! Um, but yeah, I'll we'll try to keep it. Um, try to keep it limited. But I had a lot of laughs with this movie too. Um, it's not. Everyone, it's not for everyone. (laughs) This movie is not not for for everyone. everyone. This is um, not national treasure. Like, oh, we should watch that Nick Cage movie. He was good in that national treasure. What's that, Bad Lieutenant?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'd love to see that pop up on someone's Netflix queue or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you liked The Rock. Would you like to watch The Bad Lieutenant? It's like
0: it would be like Scrooge, where like the the ad scared the woman to death. Like, (laughs) if you were to watch this expecting something else, like it could kill you.
1: Uh, one of my favorite bits in that Scrooge movie is "Freeway Killers," <laughs> acid rain, <laughs> acid rain. I love freeway that. Freeway Killers.
0: That's the best Christmas movie. Um,
1: uh, it's pretty great. Um, so let's, yeah, let's, let's start it. Let's get to the movie. Um, so our opening shot is of a snake swimming, uh, and then we get a very just like just title on the screen. Yeah, uh, the very little fanfare. Just. I think it's just white text on a mostly black screen. But yeah, it's a snake swimming in some water. And then we learn we are in New Orleans uh, in the aftermath of Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I believe we start out in a police station. And we're very quickly introduced to Fat Val Kilmer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage uh, going through some lockers in the police station. They're just like rooting through shit. Yeah. Um. And I think they find some dirty photos um, of of a of a person named Duffy's wife or something. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, uh, we can tell that Fat Val Kilmer and Nick Cage are m- maybe not the cleanest cut of people. No. Yeah. And <laughs> I think right off the bat, Nick Cage leads with. His first Cajun outburst in the film, like if within the first couple minutes, yeah, his, he I was a little starts yelling about Duffy. I was a was little like, worried fuck about Duffy. That. Just fuck him, fuck him all, fuck all of them. <laughs> it's like, I was a little dang. bit.
0: I was like it was a little top heavy. I'm like, okay, we're starting off with the outburst. Okay, I was a little hesitant moving forward. Um,
1: but it's really neat here because like it's very subtle. But Fat Kilmer brings up that there's someone in the police station still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're on their way to go find this person, and uh, Nick Cage talks more to himself than Val Kilmer, which it seems like he does a lot in this movie. Yes, but he he just he just shouts out loud, "What's his name, Chavez?" <laughs> Instead of like Chavez, just, just he puts Chavez, his own spin on yeah. it, Chavez. <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, so they go to, they're walking around, it looks like a prison, I, I was a little thrown off, because I'm like, I couldn't tell what they were doing, but um, they're, it seems that this police station has been abandoned, or this, where they work was abandoned, so they go down to where they keep the prisoners, and there's a guy in there, but he's in like, what, four feet of water? Brown and murky. rising. And <laughs> um, I read that they use... What did they use to color the uh, water? They used something to color the water in this. Uh, I can't remember what it was. To make it more dark? Yeah. Um, Black? It was a They used decaf coffee. That's what they used. Um, (laughs) Because they originally used coffee, and then the actor was absorbing it through his skin. So he was getting... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, So they had to use decaf coffee, and they're kind of having this exchange with this prisoner. The prisoner's like, Please let me out, man. He's freaking out because he's... Basically, drown like he's gonna drown if it gets any higher, which I don't think it's going to, but he's concerned about it. And they're kind of just toying with him, and you can kind of tell that more so than taking their um, co worker's wife's nudes, uh, now they're just like, nah, we don't really want to save you. Like, they're just kind of messing with him a little
1: bit, yeah. And mm. they go back and forth for a bit, and at some point, uh, a bet gets thrown out there, yeah. Uh, I think it has to do with. Uh, if they're going to rescue him or not, or if he's going to survive or not, <laughs> and, oh.
0: uh, gambling then, I've yeah. noticed is a good indication of whether or not a cop is dirty, because it's generally dirty cops gamble, payback, this movie, something else.
1: Oh yeah, no, it, it's it's good shorthand for this person has loose morals, um, and or and or this person is going to get in over their head at some point. Yes, they're going to piss off the wrong people yeah uh, they go back and forth for a while and eventually uh through the process of this uh cage ends up actually like jumping into the water to help this guy yeah like it kind of comes out of the blue because when when he and fat Val Kilmer are talking to each other about Chavez um it doesn't really seem like they're going to do anything it does seem like they're going to leave him specific- by the way the guy has a broken leg too yeah so he has a broken even leg. if he was able to get out of his cell um probably wouldn't be able to make it until the water rises all the way to the fucking roof and by then he'd probably like die of what hypothermia or exposure whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah um but yeah the scene ends with nick cage taking off his jacket and hopping into the water and we cut
0: to and uh turns out when he jumped into the water um he fucked up his back uh yes uh he messed up his spine he's at the doctor and the doctor's like look uh, your back is fucked. We can't really do anything about it right now. We don't have the you know, we don't have the technology to fix it. You're gonna be in pain, and I'm gonna prescribe you Vicodin indefinitely. Um, if the doctor is prescribing you Vicodin indefinitely, that's generally bad. Um,
1: it I don't think that's gonna go over very well for anybody. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting. Like Nick Cage gives him a look like. Are you serious, yeah, <laughs> like if, if
0: I go into the doctor and he's just like, Listen, whatever you did to your knee, it's fucked, uh, we can't do anything about it. It's just gonna, you're gonna be in a lot of pain. Here is painkillers, prescription painkillers are not meant to be used long term, they're not supposed to be.
1: No, of course not <laughs>
0: for anybody. So, if the doctor says, Oh, yeah, we're just gonna keep prescribing to you, that's a you should see another person.
1: Yeah, so now what we have. Is a man who, because he's a gambler, uh, that's, that's like movie code for man of loose morals, and man who's likely to get in over his head with the wrong crowd. Uh, we have that person who is now on prescription painkillers till the end of time. Well, uh, we'll this, learn, this is not good math. Well, we'll like.
0: learn later that uh, he has um, a, pre- a biological predisposition for addiction. Um, we don't know that yet in the film.
1: Oh, yeah. But. Um, this scene leads to him getting promoted to lieutenant. Yeah. So the first scene we saw him in, he was, what, a sergeant or something? Something like that. Um, so his his uh, act of valor of uh, rescuing this prisoner is what gets him his promotion to the t- titular bad lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we cut to uh, six months later and... I can't remember exactly what happens in this scene, but my note says, Nice park job, Cage. I can tell you exactly <laughs> what he does. He rolls up to the crime
0: scene. You can see the yellow tape right outside his door, and he is doing bumps of cocaine at yeah. the crime scene.
1: Yeah, he... Oh, I remember. He, he doesn't park in a parking space. There's there's a house. It's a house on a corner. And he, like, pulls his... He parks front ways, like, onto onto the stoop of this <laughs> house <laughs> like, he just like puts his car into the front of the house basically and yeah he does a couple of bumps of cocaine and do that it's shit an at active, the... it's an active crime scene
0: <laughs> do that shit at the gas station
1: everybody yeah. just
0: watched you pull up it's not even like he's been sitting in there for a little while like he just pulled up people are he, looking he, like oh who's that he oh. just
1: pulled up is it, you know, he probably has his windows down because it's new orleans and it's muggy as shit
0: um, so yeah, he's at the cr- at the crime scene. LOL. He uh, you go in. I actually like this this sequence where he's doing the detective thing. He's going through. It turns out there's been a. It looks like a family of five, if I'm not mistaken, have been executed.
1: Uh, uh, four people dead, all Senegalese heroin dealers.
0: Yes. Well, um, <laughs> no, there's chi- there's kid there was kids that were killed. Um, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the whole family's killed, drug related, and. Uh, he just kind of—he seems pretty normal at this point. Like we know he just did cocaine, but he seems to be carrying himself pretty well in front of the other officers.
1: Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting because right off the bat, we kind of learn that he's actually—he's very good at his job. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll learn a bit more about his character as a person, but <laughs> as as a lieutenant slash detective, um, he's pretty good. Yeah. Like he has good instincts, and someone actually says that directly to him at some point. Um, but yeah, he, he walks around the crime scene and he's, he's deferring action to, to all of his teammates and stuff. Like, he's on top of it. And right off the bat, uh, the physicality in his performance starts to shine through. Yeah. so he, I, lo- I love this kind of stuff. This, I, I, I actually completely forgot about that. So
0: yeah, his, his back is injured and he's carrying himself through this entire movie as though he's, he has back issues. So he's hunched over mm-hmm. to some degree throughout the film.
1: No, he. Throughout the entire film, he he does look like a man who probably is in pain to some extent. His posture is definitely calculated. Like that's not that's not Nick Cage's natural posture. It makes um, and sim- he has a bit of like a, a James Cagney esque like shoulder slouch. Uh, it's very complete. Like from every scene, it's very consistent, and you you get a character out of it. And I I really love attention and detail like that in performances. This makes a lot of like if
0: you think about it, he just got promoted and then he he fucked up his back and got promoted. So now he's starting the next phase of his career, the next big like this is a huge part of his career and he's doing it stoned on, on Vicodin. Like you can't keep a clear head with something like that while trying to, you know, keep pain away. So it only makes sense that he would start doing cocaine or at least some kind of like Adderall or amphetamine because you have to try to stay focused and be able to think, and that's hard to do with Vicodin in your system. So,
1: Well, what we learn about this character later that is kind of amazing is that he comes across as a shit human being, as we'll see. Um, however, his superior at one point like points out that he doesn't do anything but work. Mm-hmm. And you get that sense that he's just so strung out on everything all the time that he basically doesn't sleep, and he has no hobbies other than hanging out with his girlfriend and being a Cop. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like an amazing, he's an amazing detective because of it. Because he's, because he does nothing but work and he doesn't sleep. <laughs> well, because of how heavy
0: the case is, he ends up, he go the go back to the station. Um, and the captain, do you recognize, did you recognize the captain? Bad guy from Die Hard 2. And
1: he's also in, uh, Coming to America. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Uh, <laughs> I recognized him as the the guy at the baggage claim that John McClane yeah. fights at the beginning of Die Hard Two.
0: Yeah, sure. And then they start <laughs> shooting at him. Um, I, la- I thought he did a really good job. He's much shorter than I thought. Um, he... Nick
1: Cage is also a little tall for an actor. Uh, but yeah he he has a he has a good face for acting. Um, he's actually I think he was uh, Ben Urich in uh, in the Daredevil Netflix show. Mm. And he was very good in it. Um, Ben Ben Yurick, who was originally played by Joey Pants, oh really <laughs> in the in the Ben Affleck Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say this guy did a better job. Probably.
0: Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so he the captain kind of he pulls him into his office and he's like, "Hey, this is a kind of a heavy case, and uh, he's like, if you're going to be doing this, I need to make sure that you don't get into any trouble." So it's implied that the captain is aware of his substance abuse uh he doesn't
1: uh, yeah i'm not sure if it, if he's aware of the substance abuse but he knows he's got some shady shit going on yeah but he he can ex- he can look past it because hey you're actually a very good cop Yeah. <laughs> no. um so at this point
0: i think this is where he goes to meet his girlfriend yeah
1: and I, I just need to throw this out there um i noticed this when he was in the office with the captain his, um,
0: his gun is not in a holster
1: Yes, I said, "Holy shit!" Cage carries a forty four in his crotch. Yeah, I
0: was thinking he the car- exact same thing.
1: <laughs> he carries a gigantic revolver in his crotch. Well,
0: he he even says to him, "He's like, you need to be able to keep it. Do you think you can keep it together?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he's just got his gun just sitting there, right in the belt loop. I'm like, are you are you out of your fucking mind? It's a revolver.
1: It's, it's funny because his his outfit looks like John John Cusack from Con Air. Yeah, where it's like a Panama suit, but like a, a size too big. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so like this giant gun is like hanging out of his two big pants, and it's like you walk around in public like that? What the fuck?
0: Um, we meet his girlfriend um, Ava Mendez, who I, I I don't understand this when when she's cast for anything but a model. Um, it, she does well in the other guys because it's supposed to be the gag. Like, wow, that's really your wife? There's no way Ava Mendez. Is a prostitute whose boyfriend is a lieutenant in the New Orleans Police Department. I'm not buying it for a single second.
1: Yeah, even from like just a just purely from an aesthetic standpoint, they don't quite look right together. No, like I feel like the majority of the cast of this film, a lot of people are cast because they they have good character in their in their facial construction. Like fucking Brad Dourif is in this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I was actually surprised. I'm like Brad Dourif. Okay. Yeah. the The casting decisions in this movie it seems like there's a lot of character actors, a lot of people who, just from a visual standpoint, project, project some sort of character elements. Yeah. Eva Mendez, I don't get anything from her except for she's she's pretty and y- yeah. Right. <laughs> so she she stands out as like an odd element among a sea of like people that telegraph quite a bit just with just by being, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, kind of strange casting. But they they get together. She lives in does she live in a hotel?
0: No, it, it, it's an apartment complex. It's just a really really
1: nice apartment complex. So yeah, she lives in a high rise like apartment, and uh, yeah, they do some blow. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's uh, at escort status because she's not like
0: not what i think of when i think prostitute i think escort like she's high end like very yeah
1: they they refer to her as a prostitute a pros i think <laughs> yeah um or but pro. yeah she she does seem more like a uh an escort or something but they do some blow and a client of hers calls while they're making out yeah um so I, I guess that call is meant to explain to us right yeah. off the bat that it's like oh that's what she does um my next note is a pharmacy
0: meltdown. Uh, yeah! <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is where I'm like, okay, now I'm interested. Um, Nick Cage is waiting to get a prescription filled for his Vicodin, and as you can assume, he's pretty, he's pretty dependent on it. Um, and the lady behind the counter is still on the phone, and he just snaps. Uh, he has a meltdown. Um, he's like, I've been waiting for 45 fucking minutes. Give me my goddamn... My stuff. Um, He goes behind... (laughs) get
1: my prescription? Please!
0: (laughs) He goes behind the counter, which is a felony, I would assume. Like, that's high up there on things you cannot do. You cannot go behind the counter. uh, And grabs his medication. They try to stop him, but he throws the badge in their face. So we learn that not only is he pretty dependent on drugs, he also likes to throw that badge around and do things he's not supposed to do. Uh Uh-huh. And we'll get... Um,
1: but it, it it's kind of funny, though, because like his impatience also... It, it speaks to his character. Yeah. It's like, this is a guy who does nothing but work and bang Ava Mendez. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if he's not doing either of those things, uh, there's a problem.
0: I would rather be doing <laughs>
1: column B than column A, for the most yeah. part. <laughs> um. uh, so I think following this scene... Um, is this the interrogation scene where we're hassling a suspect and Fat gu- Fat Valcomer's being kind of a dick?
0: Yes, because um, that goes pharmacy meltdown, then interrogation. So they picked up yeah. this guy, and uh, he is sc- this this guy does a really good job. Um, he's terrified, like he's he's. They're trying to get this guy to fess up to not the murder, but to to know where the guy who should be re- who's supposedly responsible for the murder, where he's at, and he's just like. No, and they're like, well, we're gonna bust you. I think for weed, maybe like they got him on something. Like you're yep. you're either going to jail or you need to tell us where this guy's at. And he's just like, I, he's scared. He's like, I, I'm dead if I if I tell you where who did this. Like I can't do it. Um, hmm. They managed to get something out of him, but yeah, Val Kilmer starts slapping him. Um, yeah, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't slap a confession out of somebody. Uh, Nick Cage comes in or comes in there and is like take five. Come on, come outside. They can't be doing that shit. And they have a bit of a confrontation, um, but ultimately Nick Cage wins, and he goes back inside and talks to the guy.
1: Yeah, and this is where, like, again, we get a demonstration that Cage actually does seem to have some good instincts as a cop. Yeah, Val Kilmer's kind of a doughy dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 like Nick Cage's character, but like maybe dialed up a notch. Or like he has apparently no morals, as we'll see towards the very end of the yeah, film. Right. But yeah they uh clearly they they have some they have some sort of relationship where they they get each other so they're on that wavelength, but cage is maybe just a little bit more on the light side than Kenler yeah he he goes in there and he talks to this guy and he does manage to make a bit of a deal with him and <laughs> I, think, I think the scene ends with cage like dismissing the the suspect and then saying he's gonna go upstairs and like sleep for one hour, yeah. Like, he doesn't say, I'm going to go take a nap. He's like, I'm going to sleep for an hour. <laughs> and, um, while he's sleeping, um, I was surprised to see
0: Michael Shannon walks in. Yeah. Uh, an actually timid Michael Shannon, which I don't think I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, Listen, <laughs> i I'm not going to be able to get you stuff anymore. The internal affairs is here and they're just, they, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Um so he basically yeah. he's the evidence guy and it seems as though Nick cage has been getting his cocaine from the evidence room.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: um. <laughs> the bad decisions made by Nick cage's character in this movie are just, it's all, it, I've never seen like you have choice a and choice B and you couldn't see clearer that choice a is right. And he just goes straight for B. Um, that's what bad lieutenant is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the title. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Um but as we'll see, uh he does have a way of working working with these bad decisions and uh getting positives out of them. It's incredible. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's a very very uh, very lucky guy. Um So, uh this leads to a not a centerpiece of the film, but it's it's kind of a a big scene that uh, Stands out (laughs) among a scene among a sea of big scenes. Um, So we cut to a a shot from perspective of inside Nick Cage's car, and he's casing some people that are coming out of a club. And then, uh, yeah, he he like throws his weight around as a cop. Some stuff happens.
0: Um, He he gets a hold of a couple of club rats leaving the club early in the morning, and uh, basically shakes them down for drugs. that's, yeah, well, we'll, I we'll guess leave we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. It's yeah. it's one shot. It's a very powerful scene to say the least. Um, I had I went through a roller coaster of emotions watching it. Um, ending with laughing at one point. <laughs> no, don't no, go stay here. <laughs> that part was really <laughs> you funny. Watch your girlfriend. <laughs> you watch your girlfriend. <laughs> there was no reason for it. <laughs> uh, I yeah, enjoy, it's no. it's it's a scene. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, if
1: if Cage was a younger man who was you know on the rise, uh, put it this way, it would be on his reel.
0: Yeah, easily, and it would be um, it would be something that people would. It wouldn't be. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. It's <laughs> no, you make you stand here and watch your girlfriend.
2: <laughs> you watch your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he basically. Oh, well, that's important. He he gets crack, so he smokes crack. And he ends up lifting something else.
1: Cut. Um, uh, this was this was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the in the morning. Yeah. In the morning. In the wee hours of well, the morning. Well, later so that when the morning. The sun has not risen. <laughs> later that morning. <laughs> yeah. Later that day, <laughs> slash night, whatever. Um, we see Cage in his car, and he snorts something. Oh yeah. And then he yells, "Fuck!" <laughs> 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 and then we cut to him. Coming to Ava Mendez's ap- apartment, and she's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And he very dreamily, oh, gosh. like very calmly, says to her, "I snorted. I snorted what I thought was coke, turned out to be heroin." This <laughs> is
0: on like a fucking Tuesday. Like he, <laughs> we're not even. This isn't even like a Friday night. This is uh, a, like a week night. I feel like because he has to go to work, or maybe he's working on Saturdays. So. As crack of dawn he's got he's already smoked crack and hasn't slept he intended to snort what he thought was coke but snorted heroin to stay awake now he's coming down and that's super dangerous by the way um, <laughs> you think <laughs> i don't like it could have killed him if he had if he had, at least he probably did a bump he's like i just need a bump for work you know that's all i really need if he had done a line of that he'd be dead probably
1: yeah, but I love this this exchange. So, by the way, she has a client in the room, uh, a, a gentleman, a gentleman caller, and uh, Nick Cage is, <laughs> he's so strung out, and his speech pattern is just talking real slow, like, and super relaxed, and he basically... What shakes this guy down for coke? Yeah, he just shakes it down for coke. <laughs> but he, t- the entire exchange is done in that at that speed and in that tone. <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm, I'm a cop. Does he say he's a cop? He's like, I'm a cop. Uh,
0: Where, where's the coke? where's <laughs> oh, The coke. Uh, so Get, yeah, give it here. <laughs> he shakes down. So my next note is uh, crack, heroin, coke, weed, gambling. So that's what we have of our character, and it is maybe twenty minutes into the movie. Two, 20 minutes of a two-hour movie I'd say and we've gotten all this information yeah
1: yeah it comes hard comes fast
0: so uh, he's uh I think he goes to see his bookie is uh, his bookie at this point
1: um first we go to the Senegalese funeral uh, where where there's the gentleman the priest oh yeah yeah everybody. yeah yeah yeah. and then this woman pulls him like into the bushes yeah <laughs> away away from the gravesite and like pleads with him. She's absolutely distraught because like, I think she's the one who knows the boy. Yeah. Like, who factors in a little later in the plot. But she's just pleading with him to do something. You need to help. You need to help the Senegalese community because like, everything's corrupted and we're all in danger. Our lives are in danger. And he just kind of has this like, huh? <laughs> Look on his face. I mean, you can tell that her words are registering with him, but it's a really awkward scene because from what we know of this guy so far, we're not entirely sure if he gives a shit. <laughs> no.
0: Have we... Has After this, does he go to the iguanas? I think he goes to the iguanas before he sees his bookie.
1: Uh, yeah, the bookie comes later, but I think this is when he starts on his search for the delivery boy. And they find Gam-Gam. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> He goes to visit Grandma. And some of these scenes with Grandma, the second one in particular is awesome. Oh, it's a I laughed. Another, it's real worthy for sure.
0: I laughed so hard when that door closes. <laughs> if you remember,
1: you guys can't see it, but I almost oh, did a spit take.
0: It's so and, funny. Uh, so yeah, he finds Gam Gam. Um, oh, she nice. is a nurse in a nursing home, and it's a very like upscale nursing home, very very nice, uh, and. She okay. Do you want to go ahead and take it her from here? Because I'm having trouble. Sure. With
1: um, so, Grandma is a is a black woman who's uh, she's doing the hair of a, a white lady that's hooked up to not a respirator, but she has an air hose in her nostrils. Yes. And she's sitting in a wheelchair, and Gam Gam is doing her hair. And uh, Nick Cage comes in, and he's he's got a, a young detective with him as well. So it's two on two. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but they just barge in without without giving any notice or a warrant or anything and they start questioning her and uh she tries to play dumb grandma she tries to play dumb and she's like oh what you know i don't know where my my grandson is he's a good boy though he had nothing to do with any of the drug dealing and violence and stuff he's a good boy and she keeps emphasizing he's a good boy and uh it's funny because (laughs) the lady that's having her hair done neither men who enter the room even so much as looks at her. They couldn't care <laughs> it's less. It's like, we're not here for you. And she actually comments on that. She yeah. points out, it's like, how dare you walk into my room and start questioning this woman and not even acknowledge my existence? Like, and I, they they, yeah. they come about as close to telling her to shut up yeah. as, as one can get. Oh,
0: <laughs> they sh- he shuts her up later.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but eventually, um, as, it, as Grandma starts to feel the pressure... And her her lies are starting to crumble a little bit. Yeah. Uh the, the window just gets pulled up and her grandson just steps in from outside.
0: This kid's name I, I had to take a double I a double take when I saw it. His name is uh Denzel Whitaker. Whoa. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Oh, awesome. he's in Black Panther. Oh, I I watched Black Panther too, by the way. Oh. I caught up on a lot of stuff, a lot of Marvel stuff. Black Panther was amazing. I really liked that. <laughs> uh, that Michael B. Jordan, though, geez, he really he was really pissing me off in that movie.
1: Yeah, he's he's petulant. <laughs>
0: I mean, he was good, but like he was pissing me yeah. off in a good way. Like he did a really good job.
1: Well, my my brother's theory with him is that he's like pure charisma. Mm-hmm. Like he just has like gravitas and just a magnetism about him that it doesn't matter if he turns in a good performance or not. You just camera loves him and he has that presence
0: through the door like a young Will Smith (laughs) whoo oh they could definitely do some Men in Black with
1: him I would definitely watch that well we're already getting a Men in Black with uh, one of of his co-stars the lady from Thor Ragnarok uh, that played the Valkyrie oh really and uh, Chris Hemsworth together again great it's called Uh, Men in Black International that's not going to be good uh, it's coming out, I think, this year.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So sh- the the grandson pops out. He he gives himself up.
1: Yeah. And I think now that they now that they have him, uh, this is when we get introduced to the not the villains, I guess, but the people behind this uh this murder. Yes. Uh, uh, there are three of them. There are three major players here. Exactly. Midget, and G. <laughs> <gee.
0: laughs> Big Fate. Um, we refer Big Fate is exhibit. Yes, Big Fate is exhibit. Who I really liked in this movie too.
1: Oh yeah, no, he's he's very good. Um, he he toes that that line very well of being menacing and friendly at the same time. Mm-hmm. it's it's like I don't know if I should ever feel comfortable around you, Big Fate.
0: Well, nothing um, against rappers acting, but this is coming off of a time when rappers. Like DMX was doing movies with like Steven Seagal. Like it was, the rappers were starting to do more like action movies and stuff like that. So when you see like Exhibit in a movie,
1: you're like, oh, okay. Well, funny you should mention it. If I recall, Exhibit did a movie with Steven Seagal called Half Past Dead. Not surprised.
0: Yeah. Well, like Busta uh, Rhymes was in a Halloween movie. Like this this was just a time where it was like, oh, that's probably not going to be a good movie.
1: Okay. Not to derail things completely, Sorry. but um, there's there's something that I might want to do for the show. Hmm. Um, uh, we'll call it the the Kung Fu Hip Hop Connection. Okay, I know exactly um, where you're going. <laughs> so yeah, in the in the late '90s and early 2000s, there was a series of films that were loosely connected in that they all had rappers in prominent roles and Kung Fu. Yeah, it was uh, Romeo Must Die was the first one, or or was it Exit Wounds? I think it was Romeo Must Die, then Exit Wounds. I think it was Romeo Must Die, then Exit Wounds, then Cradle to the Grave. All oh, all came out like within a year of each other. Uh. And it it's it just struck me as just this funny thing that happened and it was it's like, what, this is a thing now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that rappers couldn't act, it was just that the movies they were in were like, I don't think that's the right film for you to be in. Oh, yeah. And if Steven Seagal is the... If you're playing opposite Steven Seagal, for anybody, really, it's probably not the role for you. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's not a safe place for the beginnings of any acting
0: career. Uh, But they... they, um, Basically, I think Exhibit is at the... uh, He's at the police station. He's like, I heard y'all looking for me. Like, uh, I'm right here. And he's got his lawyer with him. And I... They talk to. It looks like either the district attorney or I think it's the district attorney, or whoever's going. Right. Uh, he's the one who's going to be yeah, uh, going against exhibit, and they're talking about the boy.
1: And it becomes apparent that uh, that basically big fate is out of reach at the moment. Yeah, like we're, we're not going to be getting him anytime soon. So, uh, we get a, we get like a briefing sequence, and it's determined that. We'll start with G, work our way up, up to Big Fate. Yeah. Uh, oh. By the way, every time every time Nick Cage says G's name, he gives a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every yeah, single you know. time he says it in this movie, he goes <laughs> Cage. <laughs> he says <laughs>
0: G. So is this where we go pick up G?
1: Yeah, they raid oh, the
0: house. This the is great. This sequence was really fun. This is fun. Uh, this is where he goes to the back door, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they up. We just get a cut to We pull up to this house and all the cops are getting out and they're about to go through the front door and Nick Cage stops them at the last second. He's like, hang on a second. And like, they're all ready to go. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So he walks over to the next, the, uh, the house next door, knocks on the door and pretty much just barges in. He's just like, I'm coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. And he goes around the back through the back of the house, goes into the house they were about to raid through the back door and G is actually standing at the window with his gun. Like, he's about to start shooting cops. And Nick Cage just gets him real quick and uh, disarms him. And then he lets the rest of the cops in. He, he comes outside <laughs> with uh, with G. Um, and then they go into the house, and he actually takes G into the other room to have a chat with him. Shuts the
1: door. Yeah. Uh, so there's a...
0: Oh, small sorry. Yeah, yeah. Here. You're right. I'm sorry.
1: Small, I'm small, but very important detail here. When Nick Cage is maneuvering through the house next door, uh, there is a crack pipe on the table, like on the kitchen table in that house, uh, and he just decides to pocket it. <laughs> and he takes a big bag of weed too. Yeah, he just grabs their paraphernalia and just pockets it, and then proceeds to yeah, put the sorry. gun to, to G's head. Or G, <laughs> yeah. put G. it to his head, and uh, escorts him outside it's funny because uh when he opens the door he like gives a laugh and almost like a knowing look towards the camera not into it but towards the camera and that whole sequence is done in one shot and it's it almost looks like a celebratory like expression where it's like wow we just did that
0: cool i'm sorry uh yeah he g he 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 takes from the house i'm sorry it's the other guy that he i'm getting the two mixed up um the stakeout is for uh, the guy that he smokes weed with. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was about so to take it. Yeah, go for it.
1: So Yeah, now we have G in custody, and this is when he goes to meet his bookie. Yeah. Because he's feeling good about himself. Brad Durf. Um, yeah, Brad Durf. Is he an Oscar winner? I don't think so. Uh, I know he was nominated.
0: Um, I don't think he... He's a French. Whoa! Oh no, his dad was a a French-born art collector. That makes um,
1: sense. He's a very strange fellow.
0: What would he have gotten it for? Mississippi Burning.
1: Uh, Cuckoo's Nest, maybe.
0: Nah, he was, He didn't have a big enough role in Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I think it was probably <laughs> Mississippi Burning, because um, it it looks heavy. Um, really heavy.
1: I've, I've seen it. It's a very good movie.
0: I'm assuming that sound
1: the soundtrack uh, grates on you after a while, though. It just has this drone that plays throughout like half of the movie.
0: It looks good. I might check that out. Um, but yeah, he meets his bookie, and he's very. I don't. He's very loud. He has complete disregard for <laughs> other people's space. Uh, he's also, I, I mean, I don't know how many drugs. At least cocaine, uh, and Vicodin. Um, but he's. It seems that he's already in the hole for about five grand, I think it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go ahead and bet even more. Give me a give me a placeholder." And Brad Durf's like, "Well, I can't do that. You know, you could do something for me though." Um, <laughs> and he he asked him basically to get his was it was his daughter out of a uh, out of a speeding ticket or something. Yeah. Just something something small, not a big deal. I'm sure this this probably happens. Um, but Nick Cage says, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, does more cocaine. Okay, so there's something I, I want to just read to you real quick. I was having a good laugh at it, and I have it saved on my phone because I just like to read it every once in a while. But this list pretty much sums up a day in the life of this character, okay? (laughs) Sorry, small segue. This is, um, this was um, a reporter hung out with Hunter S. Thompson during uh, the time which Hunter S. Thompson was doing a lot of drugs. I think this was shortly after Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas came out. So, Hunter S. Thompson was known to be a druggie at this point. He, he, he stopped doing a lot of drugs after a while. This was just a phase he went through. But okay, uh, gotcha. three PM Rise. Three oh five. Shivas with morning papers Dunhill Cigarette. Three forty five cocaine. Three fifty another glass of Shivas Dunhill. Four oh five. First cup of coffee, Dunhill, four fifteen cocaine. Four sixteen orange juice, Dunhill. Four thirty cocaine. Four fifty four cocaine. Five o'clock cocaine. Five eleven coffee dunhill. <laughs> like this is Nick Cage's character in this movie. He's just in between stuff, he's doing cocaine. That's yeah. not even the um, full day, by the way.
1: <laughs> it, it creates kind of an interesting rhythm for the character because um, a lot of scenes like end with him using some sort of drug. And then you need to keep in mind wh- where he's at when the next scene starts. So a lot of times he'll show up to a new location and his energy level b- will be radically different than it was just a couple seconds ago. Yeah. And it's, it's very jarring, but it's endlessly entertaining. This is the alligator, where we get to the alligator accident. Yeah, uh, we we cut to a highway. And there's a a car crash that appears to have been caused by someone running over a gator that, you know, strolled out onto the freeway. Or onto an on-ramp, rather.
0: I've never seen before, and I've been to Florida several times. I'm surprised I've never seen it. Um, But I really like this. This is a cool scene. This is tense, but the... I don't know if this is a real alligator that's dying, but it fucking looks like it. Like, it's... Uh,
1: I don't know if... Like, sometimes they'll... uh, like makeup effects people will use animal corpses to create puppets like I know uh, famously well famously for me um, <laughs> uh, Fred uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 the dream child uh, they used a pig carcass to create a puppet okay. so they used an actual pig carcass but they made a puppet skeleton within it so they could you know treat it as as a, a puppet um, so I suspect that they may have done that with this alligator
0: um, well I know in uh, I, I remember watching Apocalypse Now for the first time. I remember watching it and when they slaughter the cat uh, the cow at the end, I'm like, that looked real and then come to find out they were shooting in like Cambodia, that shit was real like
1: oh I'm sure
0: yeah, it was real
1: um, uh, it's harder harder to get away with stuff like that now at least in American films. yeah but, you know but they did a really um, good yeah. job yeah uh it has a little bit of articulation to it if i remember right like one of its legs yeah just like kind of like jiggles a little bit it's but. still moving a little bit okay uh, cage, <laughs> cage rolls up on this 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 traffic cop and very brazenly just like says hello and immediately starts asking for a favor yeah and this guy like you can tell right off the bat this guy is not the guy to ask to do that for you no. did you <laughs> like did, he's like what
0: did you, you want s- me to do what <laughs> did you see black mass with the johnny depp movie no but i'd like to that's that's really high up there that's that's a really good one there's an exchange between joe edgerton who is a crooked cop in that movie with another guy and it's it's really uncomfortable and now i was getting that same vibe here i'm like dude he's not he's not
1: going along with this at all Yeah, um, no nothing about this guy seems like he'd he'd be into you know helping someone get rid of some parking tickets this or guy's tickets or whatever this guy's a square <laughs> yeah and then uh nick cage kind of he's a little pissed off he starts to he starts to head out but then who who would arrive on the scene but vicky valencole vicky
0: valencole uh this is not the <laughs> first time she's been in frame with a dead alligator <laughs> this is true <laughs> um bulk uh, is her name
1: oh um, okay well I, I, again I apologize to this actress, but I will I'll likely never remember her name for the life of me. Forevermore she will be Vicki Valancourt. I know she's done other things. Yeah. American History X and uh The Craft or Is that it? The Witch movie? Yeah, she's in that. And almost famous. Yeah. yeah, see I haven't seen that one.
0: Ooh, I really like that movie.
1: But Vicki Valancourt, just the just the the rhythm of that name is just so beautiful. It's <laughs> very uh,
0: it, uh, what is it? Uh, Almost Famous has the Dream Girl, Pixie Dream Girl. Kate Hudson is the Pixie Dream Girl in that movie.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, Vick- Vicky Valencourt's not who you cast for the Manic Pixie Dream Girl.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Vicky Valencourt comes up to him. I guess she used to work with him. She's like, What are you doing out here? And, uh, well, she's like, oh, I'm looking for, a, I'm, I'm wanting to see if you can get this ticket taken care of. He's like, You know, you could talk to me about that. Um, we learned that Vicky Valancourt is hungry like the wolf right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's thirsty, as the kids would say. Um, uh-huh. So they they go back to her place and it looks like they're postcoital. Well, at least it kind of looks like that. But Nick Cage is just like... Laying on a bed, and I, did he take any kind of drug at this point? He is
1: on heroin, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, um, he still has the heroin. So
0: in the daytime, while he's supposed to be working.
1: So yeah, um, I don't think they're postcoital. No, they're not. So he's laying, I believe, in her bed. Yeah. Um, she is in her undies Oof. and and her her high boots. Yeah. It uh, it was doing something. Yeah, it's it's a good look for for a lot of people yeah um, it's just, it's, not John Candy his, yeah, it's just, he, uh, he still has his pants on and he's laying in bed and he looks just cozy as fuck yeah it does he's just like relaxed and yeah your
0: heroin's pretty relaxing yeah yeah
1: <laughs> And she's talking she's talking to him, and, you know, she's kind of letting on. that's like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to get down to business, you know? I got my boots and stuff. And uh, he's just smiling at her, and he's not really responding. And she starts yelling at him because he starts to drift off to sleep. And at some point, I think she actually, like, puts her, her toes into his crotch. She's
0: messing um, with his PP, pee yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, my note here says, before they fuck... He asked her to steal drugs from evidence. Yeah. <laughs> because Michael Shannon said he's not doing that anymore. Yeah.
0: You couldn't even like throw her the dick. Like he's just a, before he's like, if you want to get to this dick, you got to give me drugs from evidence. <laughs> and and but, plus, my girlfriend's Ava Mendez. I really don't need this right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not all there. Um, to roll back like thirty seconds though. Um, there's there's some interesting cinematography in this movie. It's mm-hmm. not consistent, but occasionally there's there is a theme with reptiles. There is. Um, so at the at the car crash scene, um, that scene actually closes with this strange. I think this was pro like pre GoPro. Yeah, so, this so it was looks so like weird. almost like a fiber optic camera or something. It's coming it has it has a, a fisheye effect, and you can tell that it's a very small lens that that we're shooting from. But it's this camera that's just like rammed up on this this alligator's face, and we get some like soul music or blues music playing, and it's just this random lingering shot of a close up of an alligator's head, what like surveying the the car crash.
0: Almost well, because there was two alligators, so I was taking it as like this was the alligator like maybe realizing that their partner had was dead now or something. I I, I didn't don't know, any...
1: know what what this is meant to contribute? I don't know either. It happens more than once in this film. I I am happy it's there, but I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> it's kind of a,
0: it's kind of a nice imperfection with the movie because it's this is a really good movie, uh like I think all the way through. It's Th- very
1: tightly written.
0: It is. And these little these little things are just like the little slight imperfections that just keep it from being a perfect movie. Um you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no. I'm mean, I, I'm a firm believer in in that nothing is perfect, and it's it's those little quirks that usually make give it give it spice, you know.
0: Yeah, so he he's gonna go put money down um, on the bet with his bookie. Uh, by the way, I have my next note says I think Johnny Depp did less coke and
1: blow than Nick Cage does
0: in this movie.
1: <laughs> and keep in mind, uh, blow takes over the. The story takes place over the course of a couple of decades. <laughs> he does <laughs> I think this movie takes place over the course of a couple of weeks.
0: Do you remember that scene in Blow where John they're about to have the baby and Johnny Depp, like, he's just up in his room, like, trying to get stuff, and everybody's yelling at him downstairs, and he's like, Christ, Christ, and he just keeps snorting and, and drinking and smoking, like, he's in the room for probably like 20 minutes, just like, trying to get something done.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I actually put on that movie not too long ago. Like I've I've seen it once before, but yeah. it it's extremely watchable. I'm going
0: to watch it with Steph here soon cuz we were just watching some uh true crime stuff about El Chapo uh not El Chapo. Yeah, El Cha- uh no. Um What's his name? God damn it. Um The main guy, the Oh El... <laughs> fuck. You lost me. <laughs> the main drug dealer from Colombia, the biggest cocaine dealer in the history of the world.
1: Uh, I mean, Chapo is Pablo, right?
0: Pablo Escobar. Thank you. Yeah, it is oh, Chapo. Okay, I, th- I know things. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that he worked for. Like they say that in the movie, but yeah, he did work for uh, Pablo Escobar, and he didn't die. That's what's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then there's that uh, Tom Cruise movie, American Made. Oh, I want to see that. I don't know anyone who's seen it. But, Me either. Uh, I'm not sure about the casting of Tom Cruise in that kind of role. Um, you want to be I have be a theory likeable. about Tom Cruise that he doesn't like to be made to look bad. Um, and it, like, imagine, imagine Tom Cruise playing Johnny Depp's character in *Blow*. That's what I was thinking. He's supposed it, to be affable. It, does, it, it doesn't compute. Like, he, he tends to take uh, projects where he's made to look like a cool guy, you know, uh, as opposed to Johnny Depp, who loves, who just loves being an asshole.
0: (laughs) Um, So yeah, my notes are kind of uh, scarce through here, so he goes to make a uh, deal with his bookie, and then he bets
1: on a football game,
0: college football. Um, Where do we go from here?
1: Where are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? This this
0: was a funny scene, so he's, (laughs) again, so he's doing even more cocaine, it, it seems like, like he's fucking high, and I remember, like, he goes into this, uh, they're staking out a place and, uh, he comes in, Val Kilmer, a bunch of other guys are in the room, and he's just like, what's with these iguanas? And he's like, what iguanas? The iguanas right here. He's like, what iguanas? <laughs> and he like, he touches them. He's like, right here, these yeah, iguanas. Yeah, he, he like slaps one Yeah, up. he slaps them. <laughs> <laughs> So now I'm like, is he actually seeing the iguanas, or is it like they're stuffed or something, and they're not really there? Or like they're not really alive, and he thinks they are.
1: I mean, I don't think of cocaine as a hallucinogen. It's not. But maybe if you combine every substance on the planet, it, it results in one.
0: Well, yeah, if you're throwing in heroin, no sleep, and cocaine, he could be hallucinating a little bit. But he insists yeah. that there are iguanas <laughs> there. Um, yeah,
1: they're, they're staking out this place. And, uh, and we get another weird like fiber optic slash GoPro shot of a close-up of these iguanas. It's like a 20-second take of uh, just close-up footage of iguanas looking at nick cage and soul music he's just yeah
0: he's just staring at these iguanas the whole time
1: <laughs> at some point though he loses interest and he just starts looking off into the middle distance <laughs> like it's like it's like you're boring me i'm done with i'm you. done with
0: this uh yeah so they're waiting for they're looking for g at this point if i'm not mistaken
1: uh no they already got <laughs> g who's this um they raid another house, and this time I think it's Midget. Midget. Um, so, so they they, they do a, a soft raid on this house. So they come to the door, and a woman answers the answers the door, and she's carrying a baby. And she very loudly says, like, oh, he's not home, and then very quietly says, he's in the armor. He's in the, in the arm So Nick Cage and his team of detectives, they... Uh, they enter the home.
0: No, he only takes his partner because he, uh, I forgot to mention, he has a young partner in this movie. Uh, he's he's new, like, rookie. He's the one that goes to the nursing home and he says, leaves everybody else outside. He's like, you come with me. He takes the new mm-hmm. guy in.
1: Um, yeah, and he he knows where, where Midget is, so he sends the other guys off to explore the rest of the house while he and his partner go in and uh, apprehend Midget. And sure enough, yeah, he's exactly where the lady said he was. Uh, they they pull him out and then Nick Cage kicks everyone out of the room and he has a little sit down with Midget and yeah he he lights up a joint
0: um which would be a very if you're being raided like some the cops are coming for you and then the lieutenant sits down on the bed and starts to smoke weed in front of you in 2009 we were not cool with weed just yet even yeah. <laughs> um yeah i would be alarmed too he's Trying to get information out of him, and he's just like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I'm not telling you anything." <laughs> um, but they, I think he he arrests him and takes him downtown. I don't know yeah. if he gets any information from him here.
1: No, I don't think on the spot. But um, then we cut to Nick Cage coming back home to visit his dad and his, what his stepmom? I'm guessing. Yeah, Stifler's mom. Yeah, Stifler's mom. Yeah, it's <laughs> from American Pie. Um, and she's just on the porch drinking a beer. I like her in this movie. I was surprised. She's, to st- she's very good. Yeah.
0: I was surprised to see her, I'm like Jennifer Coolidge.
1: Huh. Okay. And <laughs> uh, yeah, she she does that really well. Where it's like, I don't know. She she does that like burnt out thing really well. Where yeah, just, you can uh, tell like at some point she probably had a heart of gold, but now she's just got too many miles on her, and she's yeah. just like sad.
0: I want to watch Best in Show again. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I just remember loving Larry Miller in that movie. Um, But, yeah, so he goes to visit his dad, and I guess he... They're in the middle of a fight, I guess. She's saying that he's in AA. We learned that his dad's an alcoholic. This is why I was saying he might have a predisposition for um, drug addiction. Um, I guess they have a dog. The the dog. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, dog's adorable. So the problem is is like he's freaking out. He says, I don't take care of the dog. The dog's barking. It's stressing him out. And he's like, Dad, I'll take care of the dog. I'll take the dog with me. Um, he said he's already called Ava Mendez, and she's going to take care of the dog. <laughs> this is funny. So he takes the dog to her apartment, and he, she just answers the door, fuck you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, there would be the same reaction if I was to come home with a rescue because my girlfriend loves dogs and if we get a dog we're not getting rid of the dog. So if I was just yep. to come home with a rescue, she'd be like, "Fuck you! Like, we're definitely not getting rid of this dog. Now we have three dogs. Um, it's it's kind of sweet. I was I was concerned though for them because their their relationship is based on drugs pretty much and some uh-huh. kind of mu- <laughs> some kind of mutual attraction." Oh, did we? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Sorry. Um, some kind of mutual attraction. So I was worried that he was gonna bring the dog and she was not gonna be okay with it, but mm-hmm. she yeah, actually is. And it's a nice, it's a nice moment to see that there is a bit more of a bond than just drugs between the two.
1: Yeah. No. They they have some sort of connection. Um. Funny line in here is she's petting the dog and they're sitting down together and she's like, "Oh, he's sweet. What's his name?" Nick just pauses and he's like scratching the dog's ear. And he's like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, hang on. You took your dad's dog. You don't even know its name?
0: It seems... It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, that is actually a very... A, it's a very small detail, but yeah, like, you should know the dog's name.
1: At the very least. Yeah. <laughs> he just pauses. He's like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, he uh, he leaves the dog there, and I think... He gets the kid at this point.
1: Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Also, a side note: um, I don't know the actor's name, but another Die Hard two connection: um, the gentleman who plays Nick Cage's father in this movie. Uh,
0: thank you. The yes. The just maintenance like,
1: worker who yes. opens the the ventilation shafts for John McClane. He says,
0: "Just like Hirojima.
1: Yep, I remember that. The same guy. So two two cast you members Die him. Hard two in this film. Um this but yeah, Cage has the dog and also he gets uh because Big Fate is out of their reach at this point, because he's still on the loose and uh this, this boy is apparently a witness to the murders. Key witness. Um key witness. Yeah. Um he was he was in the room when it happened, he was just hiding like in a closet. Um <laughs> Cage gets stuck taking care of this kid. Uh, on, apparently, like, 24-7 watch or something. Or he's expected to, like, take him somewhere safe. Yeah. Instead, we immediately cut to Nick Cage driving on the freeway with the dog in the back and the... Yeah, with the dog and the boy in his car. And uh, he gets a call from his girlfriend. Yeah. And she's in, what, Biloxi, Mississippi?
0: She's somewhere near nearish by... Um she, it, I
1: think it's a different state.
0: <laughs> it might be, but he says something like, "Well, I wonder if he's ever been here." So he's doing a bump in the car and the kid notices. It doesn't really come to anything, but the kid notices he's doing cocaine. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but he goes to this um, he goes to this hotel and knocks on the door and Ava Mendez Uh, answers the door with sunglasses. He's like, everything okay? Everything good? She's like, yeah, everything's fine. Well, apparently the the client that she was with was smacking her around, which usually doesn't sit well with with the boyfriend. Um, This actor, I don't know if you've seen him in anything, but uh, he played um, Steve Buscemi's brother in Boardwalk Empire. He's heavy in HBO. Uh, He's in Boardwalk Empire. He's in True Detective. Um, I really like him, and he is... I really like his character in this movie. No, he's he, amazing. And, oh, he's um, so good.
1: I, I don't know if this. I don't know if the character was written exactly the way he, he acts it, but holy shit, some of the quirks in this character are unbelievable. Um, I, I know you like this guy. Mm-hmm. I've only seen him in a couple of things. He was in Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, he, he has was. Has a there. very unceremonious death in that. A lot That's of people do. Of uh, yeah, a lot of people do. Um, and uh. I, I guess this doesn't break your rule uh, because you've seen him in other things before it, but he is a he is part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh yeah, he doesn't he's he doesn't break that. Okay, and he's a minor element, so yeah, we, you, you're you're still clear. You're yeah. still clear. Um, but yeah, my favorite quirk that he has is the word whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa man. just whoa. just the word whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah this this whole scene is good
0: so they I guess um, he paid $10,000 for the hour he doesn't get to finish the hours so he's like take his money back because he slapped you around he's like listen man my dad is a TV repairman and he has a massive <laughs> set of tools. Um, he apparently, he's like, You know who my dad is? He's like, No, I don't know who your fucking dad is. He's like, Well, my dad's connected to a mob guy. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. I think he slaps him or something, or maybe pistol whips him. He does something and he's just like, Oh, you made a big mistake. And he's just, <laughs> Whoa, whoa. You want to punch him the way, like yeah. his character, you just want to hit him. And oh, he's
1: got such a shit haircut too, oh. and he has that—he has that knowing smile where it's like I'm connected, I'm untouchable.
0: He looks like he is—he follows the Brian Setzer band uh, year <laughs> round. <laughs> he, he's got like a rockabilly look, and uh, he—he's like you made a big mistake, and uh, he just walks out,
1: and. Oh, I, his his exit from this scene is beautiful it, it's just, great like i think nick cage pulls a gun on him or something he just goes whoa 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 and he says whoa about 30 times And he just like starts laughing to himself and slowly exits the room but right before he leaves when he's standing in the doorway he looks at the boy who's been outside the whole time he just goes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. so awesome <laughs> um you so- can't see it too but i'm doing a fist pump when i say that because yeah so they
0: they decide to stop at a casino hotel, uh, some kind of slash, um, and they they grab a table, and Nick Cage goes to do something. I don't know what he does.
1: Uh, he goes to check on the football game.
0: Oh, yeah, and they're losing. And the guy, the, like, the guy, he's like, what's what score? What's going on? He's like, blah, 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 blah. And then he tried and Nick Cage is like, fuck. Like, he knows that he's going to lose his bet. And the guy, he's like, do you want to know who I think is going to be top ten? He's like, fuck off. Like, this he's guy's like, just trying do to. I, str- do I look like I want to hear about that? <laughs> he's like, it's so good. Because the guy just wants to talk about football. like, get fucked. Yeah. So he, he goes back to the table, and Ava Mendez is there. He's like, where's the kid? is that like, he went to the shitter and uh he he goes to the bathroom he's not in there and then he asks somebody else is there any other bathrooms and like, yeah over there through the arcade so he has to go through an arcade kid's not in there so now he's lost the key witness
1: <laughs> not a big deal no just we'll be everything's fine we'll be fine yeah um so this cuts to the scene that you had mentioned earlier and you're you're absolutely correct um as soon as that door swings as soon as that door swings shut oh my god I was rolling on the floor laughing um, so we cut back to Gam Gam's place oh god and it, uh, Gam Gam wheels wheels the, her uh, what she's she's an attendant to this old woman that lives in this old folks home the woman with the, uh, <laughs> the air coming in her nostrils she wheels, he wheel, she wheels her into the room and the door is shut oh my them. god and then it very slowly swings <laughs> shut. And Nick Cage is posted up against in the corner of the room, hiding behind the door.
0: Shaving his face with an electric with razor. With an electric razor. <laughs> you couldn't even hear it. It just shuts the door. <laughs> and apparently
1: oh. he's been standing here since the break of dawn or since last night or something. He
0: probably took a standing catnap. Uh, gosh. So, yeah, he... He talks, he starts talking, like, listen, I need the boy again. And she's like, well, whatever you need him for is not important. His safety is more important. And Nick Cage is like, no. I'm, oh, yes, this is it. He's like, I'm being very polite right now. And I feel like I'm not getting the results I need by being polite right now. So I'm wondering, like, where is he going to go from here? if you want to go ahead and take it, please be my guest.
1: Okay, so I might be missing some of the finer details here, but oh. uh, long long story short, uh, he escalates things very quickly. Um, very racially, air,
0: too. Yeah,
1: yeah, he grabs the uh, air hose that's in this old woman's nostrils. Oh and my gosh. Yanks him out and just won't let go of the tube. Uh, Gam Gam tries to snatch it back, because you know, this lady's not able to breathe without this tube. Yeah, and Nick Cage slaps her on the head <laughs> <hand. laughs> repeatedly every time she reaches
0: out. He like slaps her fingers away. <laughs> it's a dark comedy moment, I would say. Yeah. Like
1: it's yeah. And after it becomes clear that he's not gonna get, he's not gonna give it up. Um, he pulls out his gun and he puts it up to Cam Cam's face and starts yelling at her, uh, to to get the results that he wants. It's a means to an end, and he uh. He slings some choice words at them. Yeah. This this tirade is a couple minutes long, but I only wrote I only had time to write down a couple of things. One of them is You fucks! I hate you. I hate you both. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well And he's... Then eventually she she caves and she tells him that the boy is hopped a plane and is in England. Yeah, he's apparently not in He's the not cup. happy to hear that, so he he, he gives the air hose back. He holsters his gun, and then on his way out, though he turns around and says, "You are the fucking reason this country's going down the drain." <laughs>
0: oh man! Oh, he's saying that that the old lady is using um, all of. It's like instead of fucking passing on your your money and giving your grandkids an inheritance, you're in here just dying in luxury. Like you're the fucking problem. Like I was like, "Wow, dude." Um,
1: so I don't know if you noticed this, Kyle. Um, I'm curious, though. Uh, this is brilliant continuity that I noticed anyway. Um, so, you, like you said, that, that scene starts with him pulling out an electric razor. Mm-hmm. For the next couple of scenes, he has a patch on the one side on the one cheek yeah, I that did is notice a little that. bit thicker than the rest.
0: I did notice that. He didn't finish shaving. <laughs> he didn't finish. He didn't finish shaving. He didn't finish his oh, shave. this is important. I forgot. He says that he's been up for, I think... Almost three days now.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Three and it days. shows because he now he's having trouble talking.
1: Yeah, that's what I noticed. Is he starts to get a weird affectation on his speech, and he sounds like a fat guy. He sounds like Tony Clifton. He
0: sounds. Sh- uh, he sounds like he just had dental yeah, surgery.
1: His, his, his lips aren't moving right, and he's just kind of talking like this for for like the next couple scenes. And it's like I don't know what's wrong with him, but like his face isn't moving right, and and the the that patch of hair just completes it <laughs> yeah Where it's like this this is cage as bad as he can get basically <laughs> this so, is him without any sleep for three days probably on multiple types of drugs we
0: start to pick up the pace here i don't even have that many notes past this i actually the, my last note is dude he's suffocating an old woman <laughs>
1: Yes, he is. Oh,
0: okay, so three people from this movie are from that first season of True Detective, which also takes place in Louisiana. That's my other note. Um, And then I said, I don't know if he has to take a urine test, but I I have not here, I'm pretty sure the lieutenant's urine sample would melt the cup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just eat right through.
1: So, yeah, um, we have a scene where Brad Dourif shows up at the station. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Cage owes him five large, and... He is brazen enough to show up at a police station. It.
0: He owes him like fifteen thousand. Yeah, are you out of your fucking mind? You show yeah. up to a police like, dude. Keep your work and bit like work and pleasure separate. <laughs> it
1: needs to be said that Brad Dorff is sporting a lovely gray ponytail in the yeah. film.
0: It doesn't look uh, bad on him honestly because I mean Brad no, Durf's actually not, it
1: looks kind of appropriate.
0: It works. It, I think it works for him. Yeah. Uh, he's
1: he's rocking
0: it. Brad Durf like his character like this is a good move by the way. Like like he, he's gambling with the mob basically and he's just like calling them out in front of the in, his entire floor like they're all just mm-hmm. right there. Uh, oh
1: yeah, it's a, it's a demonstration of power. Um and then we uh we have a scene where Cage gets called to Ava Mendez's apartment. Oh yeah, and uh, this is where things start to ramp up quite a bit. Uh, whoa, 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 guy! Uh, called in the cavalry. Yeah, they called in some some what thumb breakers or knee breakers. This is a really um,
0: uncomfortable scene.
1: I yeah, it's very uncomfortable. There's this gentleman. Uh, he's not a goomba, but he's a heavy of some sort, and he's he's got Ava Mendez like cradled in his arms. Uh, he's not letting go. And then there are two other heavies in the room, uh, one of which is Sam Medina, uh, who we have seen previously on the show in uh, Venom. Uh, who was he in Venom? Uh, he was the guy that gets his head bit off at the very end.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, like I said, man, he's he, he pops up in funny places. And he has a look.
0: He um, does have a look.
1: And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's he's
0: replacement Danny Trejo.
1: Actually, yeah. Um He's multi-ethnic, too, so he, he can be whatever the fuck you need him to be. He can be native, he can be he kinda Hispanic, looks like ben- he can be Asian.
0: He looks kind of like Benicio, just a little bit.
1: Yeah, and he's fucking jacked.
0: Right? He's, he's jacked as, well. as hell,
1: yeah. <laughs> Especially in this one, because he was younger. But uh, The scene concludes with uh, Cage trying to negotiate some sort of terms to pay back his debts. Well, it
0: Um, it's interesting because it sounds like he's treating Ava Mendez like she's, uh, like she, like you would assume somebody with a prostitute girlfriend would mm -hmm. treat. And it seems as though he's like being a dick, but in actuality, he's saving.
1: He's he's trying. He's using those detective instincts to, I guess, not lead on that she's of value to him.
0: The man is incredible under pressure. Say what you will about his character, anything else. He is great under pressure.
1: No, he's he's very quick on his feet. And, yeah, the way he goes about it is he, like, casually offers her up to the two, the two goons in the room.
0: Yeah, because they were, like, they Physically,
1: were- which is, like, a, f- a fucking terrifying prospect. Um, but by emphasizing that it's, like, she's not... He doesn't have an emotional attachment to her. Um, he kind of gets her off the hook. And so she goes off into the bathroom to clean up. And thankfully, everybody leaves by the time she's finishing up. Uh, So she does not have to do the deed. Um, So at this point, Cage now has, like, 50K in debt, spread out across two different parties at least. Yeah. And he has, what, 48 hours? Yeah, he has 48 hours. 48 hours, you know, not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Should be easy. Maybe he should have gotten some sleep before he decided to piss off the mob.
0: Still no sleep at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Cage takes Ava Mendez to his dad's house. Uh, And before he can leave, though, uh, some cops show up and they take his gun and his badge. Yeah. Uh, That whoa, whoa, whoa guy wasn't kidding when he said that he knew people, apparently. Um, So now Cage is not officially a cop and Ava Mendez is living with his parents in hiding. <laughs> uh, there's and then we get the shed scene. Do you remember this? Yeah,
0: scene? I thought for sure he was going to kill her. Uh, I'm like, he's just going <laughs> to take her out. Like, she's at this point like, 50 grand? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, we see that when, when it comes to some people, not all people, he was pretty awful to the old ladies, but um, yeah. some people, like the prisoner in the, in the flooded basement and stuff, Like he, he does have it in him to have some warmth. Yeah. Then, but we get this weird scene where he takes her out back to his shed and I feel like this this had to have been like improvised or something because <laughs> he's telling her a story about when he was a kid and he would run out back to the shed and he was really into like metal detectors or something yeah and his mom got him a metal a, detector I, I, found, I found a spoon and, and it was a silver spoon and it, was, it, was very, it was a very important treasure to me and I, but, but then I lost the spoon and then he just kind of trails off and then there's this weird jump cut where I don't know if, like, he or Ava Mendez botched a line or something, but the camera's, like, locked down, and then it's like, blip They move, like, a couple of inches in the frame. It's like, that's one of those uh, sore spots that you mentioned, like, with the reptilian shots and stuff, where it's like, I don't know that that was warranted, but not every movie's perfect. Yeah. In fact, no movies are perfect. Um, um, so now Cage is demoted to the evidence room. Uh, he's he's not supposed to be patrolling the streets anymore or working on cases. That's uh, the so,
0: dumbest thing they could have possibly done. I know.
1: <laughs> I was like, you want to put him in there? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Put the shark in charge of guarding the minnows.
0: It's like making an alcoholic a bartender. Like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> but yeah, we get this lovely scene where there's not a whole lot of dialogue exchange, but you get to see him and Michael Shannon, like, Taking up various positions in the evidence room, uh, trying to figure out where the cameras are. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Immediately, it
1: takes no time. It's yeah. nine oh five, and he's trying to figure this
0: out. Um, so yes, yeah, I
1: think this is also when somebody gives him a, like a block of cocaine and heroin. has him to weigh it. Was it? I and think it was. Like, oh, the scales not working. I'll have to put in a work order, have it repaired for you, and I'll I'll, I'll get the weight to you a little later.
0: Yeah uh later (laughs) you as a listener we're not gonna hold your hand it doesn't all make it into evidence um i think i thought it was heroin but it might just be cocaine but um i think it uh he does some other stuff first before he gives them the cocaine back it's like oh here's the wait for it here's the receipt and they're like i thought it was more and he's like no it
1: wasn't (laughs) (laughs) the lady in the room she gives him this look like Whatever
0: you piece of shit. And then the the, yeah. the, the guy cops like, eh, hey, who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't yeah, care She less. definitely is just
1: like, huh? Like, interesting. Okay. I'm like okay, um, but yeah, Cage. Uh, who, his character's name is Terrence, by the way. I don't think we ever mentioned that. I've
0: just been she. calling
1: him Lieutenant. Yeah, I, I mean it's Lt. Whatever. Lt. Yeah. Uh, he seeks out Big Fate, so he he actually has an audience with Exhibit. Yeah, and uh, he actually proposes that they work together. And I, you know at this point I guess he's he's no longer technically a cop in the in the traditional sense uh, and he has a lot of debt to pay back very yeah. quickly and as we've seen, this is a man who's very quick on his feet he's quick to p- develop a plan yeah um we get this great line here that it it's it's written and delivered very well where exhibits like hang on you want to work with me but what about the murder investigation like? You were all passionate about, and you came after my guys and stuff. Like, what? Do you not care about that anymore? And Nick Cage just says to him, "Look at me. Now look at you. I never did." Yeah, dude. (laughs) And they just just walks off.
0: That was a pretty, um pretty racist comment. It took me a second. I'm like, "Whoa, dude." (laughs) Okay.
1: Um. And then I think this is when uh, cage blackmails a football player. Yeah, he just happens (laughs) to
0: see this kid. uh, I mean, because he's a college football player, but he's you know blindside big. Um,
1: (laughs) That's one way of putting
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's talking. He's just talking to him. He's like, "You're that fucking dude. Hey, I need you to do something for me." Or he's like, "I'm gonna fucking uh, I'm gonna take you in. I'm a cop." And he's like, "No, man. I gotta buy my mama a house. Like, I'm going to the NFL." And he's just like, "Okay, fine." you need to make sure that this doesn't happen in the game. Like, you need to shave points, or you need to keep points from happening for me. And I think he confiscates his weed, too. <laughs> of course.
1: Well, I think he plants weed on the game. <laughs> oh, he might have.
0: Um, he, yeah, so basically now he's got a way to put money on the game, and this guy's gonna shave the points. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm uh, Oh yeah, I was going to say, in exchange um, uh, Nick Cage is going to tip off Exhibit or um, whatever his face is um, that there is uh, he's like, I'll give you information so he Mm -hmm. does have
1: some information by the way Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we get the scene where uh, Exhibit is dumping a body and nobody seems to be paying attention (laughs) (laughs) they have a very casual conversation and in the background you can see a body like bundled up in a in a rug or a carpet just getting pitched off a bridge. Nick Cage doesn't care. It's a good scene. I really liked uh, it. He rides along with Exhibit and uh, interestingly enough Midget and G are both free now and they're all riding in a car together and they're starting to warm up to Cage. Yeah. And Cage's driving and uh they just they successfully complete a coke deal. <laughs> and uh Cage gets very testy and he he's very adamant that he get to sample the drugs. Yeah. Because apparently he hasn't had any for a while. And I mean, we saw the pharmacy scene. We yeah. know what he's he's like when he doesn't get what he wants right yeah. away. Uh, so he pulls a gun on exhibit. And uh, the scene, like, long story short, I won't go into details here, but he, he closes the scene by saying, I'll kill you! And then he says it again in, like, a more comical tone I'll kill you all! To the break of dawn! <laughs> and they fucking <laughs> love that. Yeah, he so yeah, he's ingratiated to the uh, the black mob, oh. and then he shows up and makes another bet with Brad Dourif. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I mean, he's got fifty k to pay back.
0: He paid, so he gets the money back to Brad Dourif, and now he's making another
1: bet. <laughs> yep. And I love I love how he enters the. scene. Oh yeah! Keep in mind, he he just got his coke back. And as he's walking up to Brad Dorff, he just keeps yelling, sup, 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 sup. <laughs> it's obnoxious. Uh, it's
0: so obnoxious. It, it's giving me anxiety when I was watching it. I'm like, God, would you stop yelling, you fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're uh, at like a, the equivalent of like a Buffalo Wild Wings It looks
0: like a B-dubs, yeah. yeah. Um, so Brad Dorff's like shocked. first, Brad Dorff's like, no, no, I'm not going to be covering you anymore. And he's actually shocked that he has money. And he, he places the bet. Um, so like I said, like I didn't take any more notes after this because at this point, like it's all just happening, like back to back.
1: Oh, it's like bam, bam, bam. Um,
0: so what happens next?
1: Uh, he comes back home and Ava Mendez has been talking to his dad. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's telegraphed that she might want to be going clean.
0: Oh, uh, this is where he, it, I think he hangs out with Exhibit. He goes back to his, um, they hang out at his uh, his house or whatever. No. When does he smoke his look?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess uh, that... That, d- that comes immediately after. Okay. And these scenes are all very short and yeah, very fast. Yeah, it's very um, quick. Uh, but, yeah, I just sorry. wanted to point out, the, uh, it like when, when the mobsters were in Ava Mendez's apartment, uh, her reaction to th- that level of menace and threat uh, it seemed like she was scared straight a bit. She was in shock. It's like, nearly, yeah, like, it's like maybe I don't want to be touching this world anymore. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah.
0: she's gonna, she's about to go to an AA meeting with him. Uh, uh-huh. Nicky's like, here, I got some, I got some drugs. She's like, I'm, I'm fine right now. <laughs>
1: I think I'm good. I'm
0: gonna go hang out with your pops at the AA meeting. But Nick Cage, uh, which immediately
1: coke. transitions to Nick Cage going to smoke some crack with the guys. <laughs> uh,
0: I honestly thought he was gonna bang his stepmom at this scene because he's doing some coke and she kind of catches him, and she said, like, "We all have our vices or whatever." And I am like, "Is he about to fuck his stepmom with some coke?" Because I don't uh, know where this is gonna go. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He's he's a good person, kind of. Um, yes, and this is where he goes to smoke crack with the guys. Yeah, he
1: goes to meet up with Exhibit, Midget, and G. <laughs> G. And he smokes some crack, and his dry laugh is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, he's. I don't know what he's channeling here, but um, his reaction to smoking crack is to just laugh maniacally at everything. <laughs> yeah. And the other guys in the room, they find it like endlessly hilarious to me i'm just like oh my god is he like are the blood vessels in his forehead going to explode <laughs> well acted <laughs> to say the least so they're all smoking crack uh <laughs> <and> <laughs> you don't have a lucky crack pipe
0: so yeah he pulls out a crack pipe He's like, What's that? that's like you don't have a lucky crack pipe and Exhibit... I mean, they're kind of just like, what? They just think that he's crazy. Like, he's just a little off. And they're like, okay, whatever. So, Exhibit smokes some of the crack. Which I thought you weren't supposed to get high on your own supply as a dealer. That's rule number one, yeah. yeah. Um He's smoking crack. And then in comes the mafia. hmm uh, <laughs> And now I'm, like, Tarantino excited at this point. Because I'm like, we're about to have a shootout. Like, Because this is, this is something that would happen in, like, True Romance. Where we have, like, the two... The two sides coming into the hotel room. Yeah. yeah,
1: The all the parties converge.
0: Um. Or actually, what am I thinking? Enemy of the state. That's the one I'm thinking. Oh, of. yeah. Yeah, actually, Jack yeah. Black got shot. <laughs> uh, and uh, Wait,
1: hang on. Why? Why is the guy in the Why is the tech guy in the van running in with a gun?
0: Because um, Gene Hackman. Because they're about to get shot. And Gene Hackman's like, you guys got to get in
1: there. You gotta get in there. <laughs> I know, but he's the tech guy in the van. <laughs>
0: That's, I mean, he's a, he's working for the CIA technically, so he's like, I probably should get in there. Um, I mean,
1: let let Jake Busey handle it. <laughs>
0: he'll eat them. <laughs> yeah,
1: he got them chompers.
0: Um. So yeah, they come in, and now the mob dudes are thinking they're going to shake down Exhibit in the fellas, and uh, you can kind of guess where it goes from here.
1: Yeah. Long story short, uh, Exhibit uh, and his boys. Oh, the take sh- out out the gangsters. The
0: exhibit has a shotgun underneath his desk, and I
1: yeah, which it's actually hinted, like it's visually communicated to us that he is training it on Nick Cage the whole time. Yeah, like so he he's not trusting him, but when it comes to Nick Cage or three three mob three armed mobsters entering the room, he decides to kill the mobsters. Um, um <laughs> so that and get- then Nick Cage has one of the best lines in the movie.
0: <laughs> His soul is dancing. Yeah, shoot, shoot him again.
1: And then exhibit looks at him. And he's like, "What for?" Like, His soul is still dancing. It's
0: really cut, good.
1: <laughs> we cut to a, a break dancing soul. Apparently, <laughs> that and then an and then an iguana, because apparently there's a theme with reptiles.
0: That and the snowflake quote from Mandy are two uh, like two of my highest Nick Cage quotes. Uh, you're a special little
1: snowflake. Coming uh, from him it works. Oh from my anyone gosh. else maybe not. His
0: soul is still dancing. <laughs> so... Shoot
1: him again. His, soul is, still
0: His dancing. soul is still dancing. So, um Where where do we go from here now?
1: So this is where the threads, uh, the seeds that have been planted in the last half hour of the film, uh, start to come together. They start to grow into a plant and they get and then get fucked. Yeah, we fuck um, the plant. He fucks the plant. Um the lucky crack pipe uh, was was something he brought there intentionally. Yeah. So, a big problem when it came to convicting Big, big Fate uh, was the fact that everyone seemed to know that Big Fate, Midget, and G, and <laughs> G were involved in the shooting of this Senegalese family. Uh, the problem, though, is that they didn't have evidence to back it. No. So, what they do is... Uh, Nick Cage takes the Lucky Crack Pipe, which Exhibit was kind enough to have smoked, Yeah, uh, and now has his DNA on it. Yeah. So Nick Cage arranges to plant the Lucky Crack Pipe in the Senegalese family's home. Uh, then he tells his young partner yeah. to, re- to go back and investigate the scene again.
0: I thought this was a dream, by the way, this whole sequence. It, it
1: felt like it. It felt like it.
0: But um, it, it, I liked it. I'm like when I realized it wasn't a, a dream, I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. I mean,
1: um, it's it's funny. It's very funny. It's, it's dark, but it's funny.
0: Who comes in first, um, uh, Brian Setzer guy or Brad Dourif?
1: I, uh, I think Brian Setzer guy.
0: Yeah, he's sitting at the desk. Uh, yeah, he's
1: si- He's sitting at the station when Nick Cage comes in, and immediately, whoa, 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 guy. Yeah. Brian <laughs> Setzer guy, uh, basically apologizes because you know the three heavies that he sent. He threw it. Nick Cage. You're all dead. Yeah. Um, if he can survive that, he can survive pretty much anything. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! Guy says, "We're cool. We're cool." <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And then oh, yeah. he walks out again. Great. I love. I love his uh, his character. And then Brad Durf just comes in and drops a. Sh- okay. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: again at a police station
0: at a fucking police station uh, to a lieutenant who is sus- like, who's already been suspicious we for- completely forgot about something um, uh, Nick Cage to circle back Nick Cage is asked about so that old lady that he suffocates in the nursing home to get to um, to get to the kid come to find out her grandson is like a congressman or a senator of some kind. So he ends up getting questioned about that. <laughs> and it was funny. And then the, the captain or somebody's like, well, they might have been able to discredit it. The old lady was kind of losing it a little bit. <laughs> Sleep down to the rug. I'm like, my God, is that lucky that they didn't push that any further because Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Brad Durf comes in and just dumps a sh- like hundreds. He's just dropping Benjamins on his desk.
1: Yeah, he, he gives him $10,000. <laughs> he, he won the bet which by the way right before this scene um nick cage actually sits down to watch the football game with with i think his his stepmom and uh it looks like his bet is going to go sour on him mm. but he passes out before he sees the end of the game yeah uh, and so yeah brad dorf shows up just has ten thousand dollars for him and also the parking tickets or the speeding tickets apparently vicky Valancourt took care of those. yep so that's that's all wrapped up and then like practically, like, brushing shoulders with him, like, passing by him. Uh, Brad Dorff leaves. The captain walks in and says, hey, we found that crack pipe (laughs) and and Big Face going to jail. (laughs) Just one right after the other. Just one right after. They may as well have, like, tagged in.
0: So now they're gonna go raid, um, Exhibit's house. And, um, they bust in and Val kill like, uh, Exhibit's like, you guys can't be in here, what the fuck? And, uh, Val Kilmer and uh, Nick Cage are the ones in the office and exhibits like you were supposed to help me like he's he's calling him out and I, I like v- Val Kilmer uh, in this in this scene he's like he's not a dirty cop he just likes to do drugs like you, you're you <laughs> a fucking idiot like he's he's not dirty he just yeah. he likes doing drugs so you're an idiot for believing him and mm-hmm. Val Kilmer is like uh, he tells him like grab for the gun he's like grab for the gun I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking head he's like grab it I'm gonna shoot you in the head no matter what so just go ahead and grab for it so you might have a chance and this is a point where you would think Nick Cage's character would be okay with, and he's not. He's just like, we're not, we're not doing that. Like, like, do not pick up that gun. We are not shooting this guy. He's going to jail. Um,
1: but uh, that's the thing. He, he has a limit. Yeah. Like we saw at the very beginning of the movie, he's demonstrated to be a shit heel, but at the same time, he's willing to jump into the water, damage his back forevermore, and save someone's life. So he, he has a point that he'll take things to, but he won't cross it. Um, so instead, they arrest Big Fate, and I think the National Anthem starts playing over yeah. the arrest. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful.
0: Yeah, because now he's um, being accommodated, or is that the word for it? He's getting a... a he's, he's not being promoted. Pro- he's being promoted, so this is a year later, we find out.
1: Yeah, he is promoted to captain, and Ava Mendez is pregnant, mm-hmm. and uh, his mom and dad. Well, his stepmom and his dad seem to be doing just fine. They're Ever, a banquet together.
0: Because somebody comes to give him wine. He's like, we're all, we all, none of us drink. Like, we're all fine. So it seems that they're all on the wagon now.
1: Yeah, and he and Ava Mendez have a house together. And he drops her off and takes off. <laughs> and then we cut to another nightclub.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was so disappointed when I saw this. I was like, oh, no. How you stand here and you watch.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um it's it's shot in exactly the same fashion as the uh, the aforementioned oh. uh, uh, nightclub like nightclub pickup scene. Uh, he interrogates some youths, and then uh, we long story short, uh, we cut to a hotel, and Nick Cage is sitting alone doing some blow.
0: He is doing lines.
1: And uh, then uh, room service shows up though, and it turns know. out to be Chavez uh, from the prologue of the film. And he's super grateful for Nick Cage for saving him. Yeah. And uh, he basically like Chavez uh, offers to do like whatever he can to you know help out Nick Cage or make him make him feel better because he looks he looks kind of miserable right here. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He's in a dark room doing coke by himself in a hotel. Well, he says he's like apparently has like I don't know if they're married but he has a pregnant girlfriend in a house. Michelle is just uh, like implying he's like I had a drug problem before,
0: and he's like, do you do you need help? Yeah, maybe. And he's just like, I like Nick Cage's response. He's like, no, I'm just like everybody else. I have my bad days, mm-hmm. and his bad days involve a lot of cocaine.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ch- Chavez uh, asks like, is there anything I can do for you? And Nick Cage just smiles at him and says do fish have dreams <laughs> <laughs> which is a very Cajun line very um it there's repetition in that uh it, towards the beginning of the movie when he's investigating the the murder scene um he reads a poem that was written by one of the kids that was killed mm. and it, oh it's, yeah a, i forgot about that it's, it's just like a little poem written by a, a, a young boy so it's not well written but it's just about a fish that the boy has and I think the closing line of the poem is, Do fish have dreams? And so, yeah, they go to the aquarium together. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick Cage's facial expression is just like, he looks like Beavis or Butthead or something.
0: He's just high on coat. I mean, that aquarium yeah. looks pretty bitchin'. If that's in, if it that's does.
1: in New Orleans, I want to go to that. No, nah, it's, nice, it's a nice aquarium. But, yeah. yeah, they're both just, like, staring straight ahead past the camera. And Nick Cage has this... Dopey ass smile on his face. It's high as fuck. Oh, yeah, and then uh, we cut to black. Um, it, they just sit in silence. But they, we cut to black, uh, following just like a little <laughs> from Nick Cage. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that is the conclusion of. Uh, funny enough, this this movie, if you look it up, like the poster I'm looking at right now on the Wikipedia page, it says "Bad Lieutenant" port of call New Orleans. Um, if I remember right. Uh, the Opening credits of the film has like displays it as the bad lieutenant.
0: Yeah, it says the bad lieutenant. Lieutenant was the bad lieutenant was the original title, but now it's bad lieutenant port of call. Interesting. Um, the Fair. front, the actually this. What's unfortunate is the front cover for this movie is terrible. It looks like a latter day Nick Cage movie that you wouldn't want to watch. It yeah, looks like it, would it's, be stupid. it looks
1: like a hard boiled like cop drama or something. That's
0: exactly what I thought it was, and it is far from that.
1: No, it is a very unique, very, very quirky film, and I happen to enjoy it quite a bit. In fact, I think I liked it better this time because uh, right. the first time I saw this film was, uh, I think I was either in college or just out of college, and oh my god, I saw it. I I decided to watch it because I, I watched a. Uh, an internet rant about it from a, a, a personality that I was kind of following at the time and they didn't spoil much of it but some of the things that they are saying about it I was like I need to know what this is <laughs> like this sounds amazing I guess it did not disappoint
0: like I said it, this is one of my new favorite um Nick Cage movies I've ever seen this is great mm-hmm. um highly recommend this don't watch it with yeah. your kids <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't watch it with the kids. But like Kyle said, um, please watch it before you listen to this. Cause yes, I, I think th- I think there's a lot, a lot you'll get out of it if you if you come at it with a blank slate.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, we kept this one pretty short today. I was surprised. I figured we'd do more. We did more on eight millimeter than we did on this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I think this one is just like it's hard to critique. It's hard to critique, and it's just it is it is what it is like there's there's not a whole lot of commentary needed no in fact it's like why why are you listening to this go out and go, go and, out watch and watch it, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so that being said uh thank you uh for joining us and catching up on K- cage month that's high um, praise uh next week i believe we're going to be doing what raising arizona
0: i think that um, or what was the other one we have uh Drive Angry. Drive Angry. One of those two. I think it is. I think the theme of this
1: month is that the first two, the first two picks for this month, um, are movies that at least one of us has seen and is recommending to the other. But for the last two weeks of the month, we'll be watching Nick Cage movies that neither of us has seen. So this is just like this is on my list of things that I'd like to see. So we're going in blind. Yep. I believe Kyle's pick was Raising Arizona, and mine was Drive Angry. Um, So it's going to be one of those next time up. All right. Um, Until next time. Later.